Hello, it's Amelia here from Undercover Architect and in this episode I'm going to be talking about two things, cost and time. They're a huge source of confusion, fear and challenges for homeowners and I think that reality TV and online renovating and building has a lot to answer for in the mismanagement of expectations when it comes to cost and time. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. This episode and this season is brought to you by my online program, Manage Your Build. It's been so fantastic to see people joining Manage Your Build uh, as part of hearing this season of the podcast. This course is one that I created with builder Dwayne Pierce of D. Pierce Constructions. Together we have over 45 years industry experience in residential design, building and renovation. And this course is really about you understanding what is going to happen during the construction phase of your project. Trust me, it is very little like what you see on television. There are things that you have to know, things that you have to do, uh, legal things that you have to sign on to and knowing what those are before you dive into it, before you commit to it legally and financially will put you in such a better position to be able to handle it confidently and to feel in control of your project. In this course, we take you through step by step what you need to know, who's going to be on site, the kinds of things that you're going to be seeing happening and how to know that you're getting what you're paying for when it comes to the construction of your new home or renovation. If you want to find out more about Manage Your Build, what's in involved and what it will teach you, head to www.manageyourbuild.com.au for more information. Now this episode is probably going to be a little bit chunkier than most because I there's a lot I want to say and I'm probably not going to cover everything I want to say but this is the biggest difference I see between and the most significant difference that I see between real life renovating and building and what we see on reality TV and online. Now, this episode is one that I do talk a lot about with uh, UI community members and with my course members because it is this consistent thing, but I saw that it was only going to cost me this much when I watched it on television or they were able to do this for this amount of money. How's that even possible? Look at the quotes that I'm getting or why did it happen so much faster and why were they able to be in their finished project so much faster uh, on television or online that I am personally experiencing in my own project? It's this thing around cost and time and how it is handled in a reality television sense and in an online YouTube renovating and building sense is a really big source of confusion for homeowners who are tackling their own projects. And it's one of these areas that I think is responsible for a lot of the, of the, um, the challenges that we have around the expectations when it comes to what it will cost to build or renovate and how long it will take for us. I do generally find that when homeowners turn up to me either via a course or via, you know, when I work with them on their design or even just speaking with them through the UI community that, and, and this has been going on actually well beyond Undercover Architect. This is kind of standard par for the course with my career and it's what my colleagues experience as well, is that 
homeowners will have a brief so they'll have a list of the things that they want for their project what they want to perhaps renovate or extend on their home or include in a new home and then they'll have a budget of what they want to spend on it and that budget is generally 50 to 75 percent of where it needs to be to match their brief and there's this uh, and there's this horrible readjustment that happens and where that readjustment happens in your project is entirely dependent on the people that you work with. Uh, but there'll be this readjustment that occurs at some point when you realize that your expectations around cost do not match the realities of what you actually want to create in your project. And you either need to figure out how to adjust the expectations of what you want to get for your money or find more money to get what you want. And, uh, and so there's this real chicken and egg process that happens of, I don't know whether to dive in and invest energy and time and money in potentially creating this design solution that I can't afford to build. And I don't know what I actually want to create until I know what it's going to cost me. People get caught in that cycle for sometimes years. I see homeowners really stuck there. Uh, batting backwards and forwards these ideas about their project not really knowing what it's going to cost not knowing how to go about finding that out and turning to reality tv programs and online renovating and building experts is the place that they generally do go to source information from and I see them uh, trusting the budgetary advice and the time advice that they're getting from these sources and being dramatically misled in terms of what real life renovating or building is actually like this is heartbreaking. As a professional, this is heartbreaking. I know as a homeowner, this is heartbreaking. And uh, it's why I find myself often, you know, struggling to watch some of these programs because uh, there's so much hidden information that is not being presented to the general public about what a project is actually physically costing or how much it's taking in time. And through the magic of television or online editing, it all looks like it happened very, very quickly and very inexpensively. And then we're expected to translate that experience to our own real life experience. And it only causes uh, disappointment. And it also causes a lot of deception, I think. People, I find, uh, will hang on to this idea, but it happened that way in what they saw. And they'll waste huge amounts of time and energy on being committed to the fact that it just can't be true what they're being told by industry professionals. It just can't be true what a builder is telling them, what a, an architect or a designer is telling them about what their project is really going to cost because they saw it this way on television. And I see people waste huge amounts of time uh, in that state of being really committed to the fact that there was a different outcome on television or that they saw online and that they are going to unlock the the hidden key that uh, that enables them to be able to deliver their project for whatever that you know amount of money or time was now notwithstanding okay I have had the great um, fortune of meeting so many homeowners and I know I will never underestimate the savviness and uh, strategy and ability of a clever, determined, motivated homeowner to nut out a solution that suits them, their budget, their need and their site and uh, the wishes that they have for their home. I have seen homeowners manage to move heaven and earth to be able to deliver their project in a really clever and innovative way that, uh, that you know, really is about an investment of effort and education and information on their part to be able to get what they want for the, you know, near to the amount of money that they wanted to spend on it. But that is not always, I mean, that's not a, that's not a standard path of the course thing. Most people, what they're doing is they're arriving at the process of 
you know, thinking about their renovation or building project, they've been planning it for some time, they've been researching, you know, watching these programs, looking on Pinterest, following people online, looking at these hacks and these, you know, behind the scene kind of tips and strategies and insider tips. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna be able to apply this to my project and it's just gonna be able to happen seamlessly in the way that I work with people. And uh, then they get this rude shock. And as I said, that rude shock can happen at different times of the project. You can find that you work with a designer who's very open, honest and upfront with you and says, no, you cannot afford to build this for the money that you want to. Uh, or you'll find that they unfortunately come across people who just tell them what they want to hear and get them committed into a process. And then it's only down the track that these people disclose that they can't actually build what they wanted to build for the money that they want to spend on it. And by that stage, they've, um, you know, invested a fair amount of time and money in that process. So this is one of these things that I talk about a lot and I really want to keep talking about because this mismanagement of expectations doesn't seem to change. There's still this um, standard thing that happens. And when my approach always is, I want you to know as soon as possible, because then you can course correct. Then you can actually um, make the choices and decisions in the right direction for you, your project and your budget based on early information rather than you, you know, going off and creating a design, investing in drawings and just believing that it's all going to be okay and that you are going to be able to build it for the lower budget that you were anticipated. Um, and then somebody telling you the bad news, you know, months and sometimes years down the track. I've seen homeowners sometimes invest two years of time, effort and professional fees to find out that their project budget is half what it needs to be to deliver their project. So you being here is about this not happening to you. Unfortunately, though, I'm going to have to tell you some things that you may not want to hear at this point of having all these lovely dreams about your project, seeing it on reality TV, that it's all doable for these very low amounts of money and thinking that you're going to be able to apply this to your project. So let's just unpack some of these things that we see on reality TV and on online building and renovating when it comes to how money gets spent on a project and how time gets spent on a project as well. So first I want to talk about money. Now, the biggest thing I think is just understanding how a budget is structured when you're looking at these projects on reality TV or on online renovating and building. Oftentimes you're not seeing a whole project budget. You've, you're not getting to see what the brand partnerships are that the, the specialist that you're seeing online, the expert that you're seeing online or the, you know, whatever the program is, what brand partnerships have been entered into that give them access to special pricing, free products, um, lowered rates with tradespeople, all of those types of things that really help get that project across the line. Uh, I spoke with a builder recently who spoke about just how regularly construction and, and uh, costs go up because of supply and trade prices going up, material supply costs, all of those types of things keep moving on an annual basis. And uh, for you know residential builders who are only doing a few projects a year, it's very difficult to lock in prices long term with these companies and not be subjected to the moving fluctuations of economy and of import costs and of supply costs and of transport costs and all of those things that feed into what it takes to physically get a building product into you know a supplier and then out to you on your site. And all of that gets left behind inside, you know, the beautiful reality television programs or the online renovating space because you just don't know what brand partnerships have been uh, brokered and what 
has what is sitting in kind of the you know for a supplier what's sitting in their st- standard kind of profit bucket and what's sitting in their marketing budget and what they're kind of writing off this experience of being involved in this program with the hope for exposure to a larger audience and being able to build their brand how that's being factored in and so you know i i even look at some of them you know we've got a lot of american programs on television in australia now with the hgtv Um, fixer upper and you know uh, all of the flipping shows of all sorts of different uh, states and things like that through this through the USA and you see these amounts that these renovation projects are happening for and you don't know whether that includes labor you don't know whether it includes all of the materials Uh, it definitely doesn't necessarily include all of the staging of the home you know there's all of these things that get left out of the conversation when budgets are being discussed on a reality TV or an online renovating and building program. The other thing that's worth considering too is that what this budget is actually paying for. So not only do you not necessarily know what's included in the budget in terms of what is being delivered at a discounted rate or a discounted trade rate or something like that, but you also don't know what work is physically being included in a budget that might be being named for a project. So I think of a program like the block, for example, where they get given, you know, a raft of money for so many rooms and they sort of allocate that as contestants across different different rooms. And, and you never know exactly how much of the work that is being done to make that room happen sits within the bucket of money that the contestants being given versus sits within the building budget that the producers have created for actually making the building happen. A lot of the work that actually happens on the block is a lot of refurbishment work, really. Um, It gets presented as kind of big construction projects, but really you've got trades coming in that are just sheeting or tiling rooms, adding electrical for lighting, adding plumbing for fixtures. The rooms are generally always fixed in shape. They might be negotiating over a little bit of extra area here and there, or they might be doing a slight bit of replanning within the apartment space, but they're generally working within fairly fixed constraints. And so what a lot of the budget that you're seeing and the way that the budget is being spent is it's largely refurbishment. They're basically coming in and lining the space, they're adding the services fixtures, and then they're fitting it out with uh, soft with finishes, with carpet and paint, and then soft furnishing to in terms of, you know, window coverings and furniture and artwork and um, those types of things. And so you will see this kind of... Um, budget get distributed across some of the trades and then being spent inside shops and it's really very difficult to know how realistically that represents an actual renovation or building project you know in my experience a lot of people will look to when they get their project budget you know their project estimate back when they're renovating or building they will look to the finishes and fixtures as a means of trying to pull back the overall cost so they might get their first estimate and it might be you know sort of two hundred thousand dollars over or something like that it might be a significant chunk of money over what they wanted to spend on their renovation or build and what they'll target first is the tile selection or the lighting selection or um, you know particular finishes that they might be putting into rooms and spaces but it's worth considering you know what was really impacting and what I know impacts 
the cost of uh, a project is it's just the amount that you're actually doing, the physical size of what you're trying to build or renovate, the number of rooms that you're trying to include, the sizes and the spaces of those rooms. There's, you know, the glazing. Sometimes glazing all of the windows and doors makes up a huge chunk of the budget. The structure, if you're having big open plan spaces and you're putting lots of steel work in, it's all the stuff that's hidden behind the walls that will cost a large sum of money. There's all of the services infrastructure, running plumbing around. I often, you know, I I often am surprised that people don't seem to balk at the fact that their plumbing expenses for their new home might be twenty or thirty thousand dollars, but they really struggle with investing in the design of the home and and sometimes investing less money in the design of the home. There's certain things that I see homeowners don't question when it comes to how much their project is costing to build or renovate, but then really trying to lower the spend on other areas, thinking that it's not going to have an impact. And I think there's this thing of um, perhaps it's because homeowners know uh, and you know when you can see and you can touch and it's tangible like the finishes like the tile you're going to have on the wall like the color you're going to choose like the door handle you're going to pick that's a visible real kind of thing that you can touch and feel and compare you know a, a $200 item compared to a $100 item and 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 figure out if it's going to be worth the compromise to you but in the grander scale of the project in terms of what's going in behind the walls and the overall design and the way that the building gets put together, that perhaps feels a little bit more out of touch. And so your ability to impact the spend on that can feel a little bit more foreign to you and you're ultimately trusting the people that you work with to make that happen. But I really encourage you to kind of recognize that what you're seeing in a reality TV and online space is not really reflective of the process that you will go through for your project and how money is getting distributed and spent in your project is going to be very different to what you're seeing inside a reality TV program or in an online uh, YouTube, you know, real life experience. I often have people telling me that they're going to do owner builder to try and save some money as well. This is another approach that people try in order to um, remove the builder completely or remove the builder's margin. Uh, Selecting materials and products and purchasing them itself is another way that I see people trying to save some money. And uh, again, it's about reducing or removing the builder's margin from those uh, from those costs. All of this is seen as a way that we can eke out money and try and mirror some of the things that we see on television. We see, you know, we see these reality TV experts and online uh, online people going into shops and they're choosing and paying for their own fixtures and they're cho- choosing and paying for their own finishes and they're ordering all the tiles that are coming to site or you know, they're figuring out all of the measurements and they're they're making all of this happen. We see these reality TV experts coordinating all of their trades and uh, and we see these online YouTubers, you know, calling the electrician and standing there with them, giving them instructions. And it all looks like it's quite doable. You know, it all looks like it's quite feasible. We can just find good people and we can work with them and we can trust on their expertise to tell us what we don't know. And we can trust them to talk to each other, to coordinate their work so that there's no missing gaps and no overlays and nothing left out. And we can trust that they're going to know what they need to tell us and what they need to provide to us so that we get the completed project that we're paying for. Unfortunately, it is just not the case. What's often happening for these people that are working online or these uh, reality TV is that they're, they're, particularly for the online people that I see, they have uh, taken some time to pull together a team of trades, 
a team of recommended people. They might work with the same cabinet maker for all of their projects. They might work with the same electrician for all of their projects. Their tradespeople all know each other. They might have actually sourced other tradespeople via the tradespeople that they do know. And so they've created this team through a series of projects that they've worked on that do actually enable them to manage them well, because this team knows where the expertise gap is. This team of tradespeople and suppliers and uh, installers and, you know, project people all know where these real, where these online experts, where their gaps of expertise are and what they might not be across in terms of project management. And so these, these experts can work together. They can also, that means that they've fostered this great open, you know, lines of communication where there's a very collaborative process happening and there's an understanding of how people need to work with each other in order to deliver a project. You know, something even like a kitchen can have five or six different trades work, needing to work across the top of each other in an integrated way coming in and out of the project at different times that if you don't know how to coordinate that, if you've not done that before and you don't really know how to guide that process and you're relying on them to make that happen and this is the first time, it's not going to happen just because it's not, yeah, it's just not going to happen. It, it, if, if you don't have anyone coordinating that work on your behalf and they're expect what what they'll do is they'll look to you to be the coordinator of it. All of those trades will look to you to be the coordinator of it. What I've seen happen for people, I saw this in a Facebook group really recently, actually, like a poor woman had gone about coordinating her own kitchen install and the uh, a, you know team had come in to install the range hood and it had gone into the overhead cupboard over the cooktop, but the cabinet maker had not allowed for uh, any space in the cabinetry for it to be ducted externally. Um, there'd been, obviously, she had not known that she needed to specify this as part of delivering the project. The uh, electrician installing the range hood had not, um, had just installed what they'd seen, which they installed basically a range hood that was going to duct back in and recirculate into the room. The cabinet maker had not known what she was specifically wanting in terms of being able to duct this externally. And so she had this kind of like completely installed kitchen with no ability to uh, externally ducked this range hood and the overhead cupboards now had no room to take it through to where it needed to go outside. Like total mess, total mess of coordination. That, that is the standard that like, that is what I standardly see when somebody who doesn't know how to coordinate a project is in charge. When you're relying on all of those trades to be the coordinators for you and yet they don't know that they're not aware of that's the role that they're performing. They're looking to you for that or they're just not interested in it because they're not being paid enough to make that happen or there's not enough incentive because they're not appearing on a television program or there's not enough incentive because they're not going to have their branded t-shirts all over YouTube, then you're not going to necessarily get the outcome that you're seeking. And I think this is where I particularly see owner builders come completely unstuck They'll say to me, I'm super organized, you know, surely I can do this. And it's like, well, if you don't know what you're physically organizing, it's not going to matter how organized you are. I see homeowners, you know, a builder, for example, will go around and check the plumber's work to make sure that things have been sealed properly, just as a matter of course, because the builder knows that ultimately the liability comes down to their contract 
And, and if everything goes, if anything goes pear shaped with the plumbing, yes, they can go back to the plumber, but they want to make sure that it's been done right the first time. If you, you know, I've seen, and I've talked about this before on UA, an example of an owner builder who had a project done. They didn't check the plumbing. They, they had the whole place sheeted. They moved in back into the home, ready to do sort of stage two and, uh, and the plumbing exploded and you had plasterboard being drenched. You had floorboards being drenched. Uh, and a whole heap of work that needed to be rectified that, yes, the plumber can come back and fix what they've done, but who pays for all of the other stuff to be fixed? You just don't see these things happening in the world of reality TV or online YouTube, you know, online renovating and building people because those there's some accountability that happens when there's a camera on the situation. And so people just by virtue of that know that they need to, you know, perhaps speak up if they and ask the question. Whereas in a standard project, I find that instead what happens is assumptions get made. And so people assume that that's being taken care of and and it falls into the gap of um, missing expertise or knowledge of people not coordinating the project properly. So this whole thing of like, you know, yes, you can bring on a team and yes, you can try and coordinate them, but what you are seeing when you look at these reality TV programs, what you're seeing when you look online on these on YouTube and those types of things or on social media is you're often finding you're watching teams of people who have worked together over several projects, are used to working with each other, are used to doing things a specific way because they've tried and tested it on previous projects and they're used to achieving certain outcomes and so there's a whole heap of communication bypassing that happens there's a lot of budgetary stuff that just gets left out of the conversation as well things that you're not aware that are being done for free being done at low cost not needing to be included and there's a lot of uh, just a lot of stuff that isn't matching real life renovating and building and so I'd really encourage you you know it's great to look to these programs for ideas and for perhaps some, you know, some uh, some strategies around, or just just even an understanding of okay, that's what it looks like to waterproof a bathroom, and you know, that's what oh they're running the tiling up to that height. I hadn't thought of doing that. But if you're actually looking to them to learn how to physically coordinate a project, or learning to look, you're looking to them to learn how much your project is going to cost, they're not a good source of information in that regard. The other thing to understand is that when you enter a building contract on your renovation or building project, and I've talked a lot about the just the stages of construction in season seven uh, of the podcast, so I really encourage you, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. You, what you'll find though is that you don't, you don't necessarily see these stages playing out in a an online or a TV project particularly from a contestant point of view, because oftentimes they're not actually involved in a lot of that kind of bigger building work. They come in for the finishing stuff. They'll be doing that. Perhaps they'll be visiting site and they'll be looking around at it, but they won't necessarily be uh, be explaining or be involved in what's actually happening in terms of the set out, digging of foundations, running of services, infrastructure, getting specific um, set outs done, getting the surveyor in, getting certificates along the way. There's a lot of stuff that happens before the fit out and the finishing uh, that you often see on these programs because that's the stuff that's the exciting kind of tangible can be looked at quite quickly. 
um, and all of the stuff that actually takes you to get to that point, which is much more time intensive and cost intensive, gets kind of shown very, very quickly and not explained at a great level of detail. And yet when you're building a project or renovating a project, that's the stuff that's time consuming. It can take a really long time to get to the point of internal linings. And and so, and yet the, you'll be spending a lot of money before you get to internal linings. So when you see your contract and you see these sort of stages of construction and these progress claims, you know, as a homeowner and you start to actually pay out these money stage by stage, what I see for homeowners is that they can feel like they're completely hemorrhaging money, really large sums of money moving from either bank to builder or from homeowner to builder and 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 not actually seeing sort of you, you're seeing your home take shape, but not necessarily in the way that you might be anticipating because you were led to believe it looked a little bit different by what you sort of saw online or on TV. And and when you're paying and investing so much money in that, I see homeowners actually kind of mentally check out of that process. I don't know if it's because it's so much money, it's overwhelming or because it's basically, you know, if it's being paid directly from a bank to a builder, it's just amounts of money moving on a bank statement. But and also perhaps because it's not something that they can necessarily relate to because they can't, it's not like they can hold a concrete slab or it's not like they can understand a set down or a, a footing or a truss where in the same way that they can understand a tile and a paint color and a skirting board. So it's, I see homeowners kind of check out of that process and not really uh, not really stay involved and just kind of get impatient that they're not seeing the stuff that they really want to see yet, yet. What And what we talk about in stage seven and particularly inside Manage Your Build is like all of that bone work, all of that foundation and structural work is A, going to be a really big chunk of money, like kind of the largest chunk of money in your project. And it's going to be where you set up all of the finishes as well. And this is something that really doesn't get explained in the online and the reality TV space. I, You know, it was interesting. I actually saw a couple of seasons ago uh, when they were doing the block and they were doing the five um, relocated houses that they added the extensions on the rear of and then put the garage, the Fonzie flats in the back lane and them having a conversation about needing to lower the floor joists to accommodate the set down in the bathroom. It was the first time I'd seen that kind of conversation happen between the builder and the homeowner. And I think that this is actually, it's good because you start to then realize, okay, that's something that needs that obviously needs to actually happen and be accommodated in order for you to get the result that you want. Um, but it's interesting because where that really needs to happen is at a drawing stage because your builder is going to price your project differently, whether your bathroom has a set down and they have to move all of those joists lower versus just stepping up into the bathroom. That's a very different exercise of time and money and a very different cost result. And so, you know, if you don't understand this in your project, then that can be a really rude shock. Now, of course, it goes without saying that nobody is bailing you out budget-wise. You know, this is one of the thing with the with the block and with some online renovating and, and uh, building experts is they always magically are able to access extra money. And I'm yet to see a homeowner who can do that without a heck of a lot of stress, uh, without having to, you know, be able to source money perhaps from selling something or borrowing extra or um, or having to, yeah, borrow from family and friends to figure out how to pay it back later. Like, 
you know, nobody's bailing you out budget wise. And so the longer you delay the reality of what your cost of construction is and your cost of your project, the the harsher that reality is going to be for you. So, you know, I think that it's, we kind of laugh about it. You know, we kind of go, oh, isn't it amazing? They just were able to win $10,000 extra to put into their bathroom. And we kind of know again that that really doesn't happen in real life. But what you don't ever get to see is then at the end, they say, okay, this is actually what we spent on making this building happen. This is what this overall cost was to us. This is what it would be in real terms. And I reckon you'll find if they actually broke it down into real market terms, it would be very similar. Like unfortunately construction costs what construction costs and I don't see a lot of the variations don't necessarily come from any kind of you know magic unlocking of finding a cheaper result or outcome often when you choose the lowest quote it ends up costing you more anyway because of mistakes and errors and dramas um but it would be really interesting for them to go, okay, this is really what this would have cost in the real world. This is what we were able to save based on our brand agreements, based on, you know, all of the things that we were negotiating as part of this. And, and you know, like I, there's things like I see budget savings being able to that be targeted because they've reused materials. So, you know, I saw something recently where somebody was saying, oh, I sourced this fantastic, you know, window um, secondhand and, I was so excited at the saving, it, you know, this is something that you can really do. Sourcing secondhand building materials and sourcing secondhand windows for your project can be a great way to save money. And it can, but you can also some find some builders don't want to do it at all. They don't want to work with secondhand materials. Some builders also, the money that you save in the product that you buy ends up being counteracted by the additional labor that it costs to install a secondhand building material because of the work that's got to go into working with something that might not be true to shape or you know needs to be custom sized all those types of things so you know there's lots of these strategies that I see get thrown in as budget saving ideas and advice as part of these reality tv and online experts that I see when homeowners take these to the market to residential builders get real pushback on and unfortunately and then that you know it's kind of like well that you know surely this is possible because such and such did it and it's like well no they've they've created a team who are happy to work that way and not everybody's happy to work that way so if if you're planning on implementing any of these strategies having these conversations early and up front is really critical so that you do find a team that's fit for your means and ways that you're trying to achieve budget savings now, I could keep talking about this for a really long time. Uh, I have season three of the podcast is all about uh, spending and saving your budget. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd take you through in a lot of detail about real life renovating and building and how to really save money and uh, and make good investment choices when it comes to your budget. And of course, it's something that I teach explicitly inside my online programs. But I really just want to encourage you to to not put your head in the sand about your budget and not to think that just because you've seen it happen on TV or these online experts, that's going to be doable for you at these ridiculously low rates. It's, it's such a horrible readjustment that homeowners go through. It always is very harsh for people. I see people just, I've recently seen a homeowner just in utter disbelief that their project is going to cost that much money and because they feel like they're not getting anything for the investment that they're making. And, and unfortunately, we have been led to believe that building and renovating should be much cheaper than it actually is in reality. And 
you know, at the end of the day, trades are paid well in Australia. They have a short lifespan in terms of their career. So that changes the way that things cost. Construction um, material, the costs of those keep going up. We have tax systems, uh, import costs, like trade costs, petrol costs. There's so many layers of things because what you're ultimately doing is physically building something out of bricks and sticks on a site somewhere that's located and needs everybody to get to it. And so there's all of these layers of costs. And then that, 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 I mean, that conversation leaves out all of the costs that go into the professionals that you need in order to make it happen, to design it, to draw it, to help you get approvals on it, to do the structural engineering and any other consultant's advice, to give you your certification, you know, all of those types of things. There's all of these pre-costs that happen. They don't get talked about very much at all in reality TV or online building and renovating um, conversations. And so, you know, your construction budget and cost is only going to be one part of the puzzle of your overall cost. And then, of course, it's the fitting out and the finishing. The fitting out and the finishing always looks like a beautiful exercise of running into shops and picking $300 cushions. When in reality, that's not what it's like. It's often that homeowners are really stretching themselves to actually fit out their projects because they've wanted to spend as much money as they could on the realization of the spaces and the home itself. And so there's this whole kind of cocktail of mismanaged expectations and misinformation that I think comes through reality TV and online building and renovating that you really need to just hold at arm's length, okay? When you're thinking about your own project, hold that at arm's length and take advice from the people who are actually in the industry working with first-time homeowners doing this every single day because the exercise of being a first-time homeowner doing this, when I say first-time homeowner, I mean first-time renovator or builder doing this for your own home is a very different exercise to being somebody who's doing done this project after project, has a profile and a brand that is getting them all sorts of leverage with the people that they work with and, uh, and then they're telling you what that costs and it's not a real-life uh, reflection of what you're going to be experiencing. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk about was time. And I just want to quickly touch on it here in terms of a mindset, because there's something that I see happens in terms of that, uh, just the stress levels for homeowners and the reality of real life building and renovating compared to what they see online or on reality TV. The time factor is something, I, as I said, I will talk about in future episodes uh, as we move through the season, because the time thing is something that uh, there's a lot of confusion and mismanaged expectations around as well. But I want to point out to you that this most likely will not be your full-time job, okay? Some people do dedicate a lot of energy and time to their project, um, that they sort of sink their teeth into it and they become kind of their project's project manager and they do treat it like a project. And often that can get the best results because if you can really sink yourself into it, be able to be fully involved in every step of the way and be that person who's making sure that everybody like is literally kind of staying on task, then that can be an incredible way to move your project forward productively. But most people that I see who are tackling a renovation or building project, they're juggling a family, they might be juggling children and the demands of children, they're juggling potentially a job, they might be caring for, uh, for other family, extended family, and, you know, and they're not necessarily living at or near the project either, and so they're commuting every time that they need to go to the project. This can be incredibly different to what we see in real life renovating and building. Uh, you know, there's, there's a whole difference of approach and of mindset that can happen when, when, when 
you know that this is the only thing you have to dedicate attention, effort and focus on. If you're trying to juggle it with all of the other things going on in your very busy life and you're trying to kind of squeeze it in the edges of, you know, everything else that you've got going on and that's filling your brain, it it's it it's just going to feel very different, okay? What I see is that when I watch these reality TV programs or these online experts and they can literally dedicate and their attention and focus on this project, it means that they can they, they can just basically move out anything else that's cluttering those decisions and that time. And it, it's a very different approach. It's like a job then. And it's literally able to be their driving motivation for how they spend their time and their effort and their energy and really be able to keep things moving. And if you're only having to focus on one thing, then that you can give that a lot of energy. It means that it's nowhere near as overwhelming. Decisions don't seem to come as fast and as thick and as you know sort of frantically you can be a lot calmer and proactive about the way that you go about things you can be staying ahead of the curve in terms of all the things that you have to be doing you can actually think clearly about it all that can be very different experience to somebody who's trying to do this in amongst their already very busy life having clear clarity clearness of thought having time having headspace oftentimes people are what they're doing is they're getting through their day and then it's like nine o'clock at night they're sitting with their partner and going okay so we have to decide on a tile or we're going to have to go on Saturday and stand in a tile showroom with the kids in tow to figure out what we're going to have in our bathrooms you know like all of these things like when you're it's just it's an entirely different experience so if you're going into your project expecting that you're going to be able to dedicate that attention and that focus that you're seeing happen in these online and renovate reality tv spaces that you think you're going to be able to do that as well unless you have cleared space in your life for this project to happen unless you've like kind of really made room for this project and I encourage you to do that anyway because it is going to be time consuming it is going to take energy and focus and attention and it's going to do it it's going to need it over the long term because your project is going to take a long time so like clearing room making space for it is definitely necessary chances are that's not going to be your full-time job so don't expect that it's going to look like the same process for somebody who is making it their full-time job and I think that especially when you're operating outside of your comfort zone and you're doing something for the first time and it's not your full-time job it's just going to by virtue of that feel more stressful it's going to feel more overwhelming and so you really need to put some scaffolding in place around you and again I've talked about bringing those decisions forward as much as possible not delaying them you know trying to be proactive and methodical really approaching things calmly and in a productive way it's going to serve you much better than you just thinking oh look they were able to do it like this and all I'm going to need is you know I've had people say to me I'm just going to dedicate one day a week to this project that's going to be my house day and it's like well what happens if the builder calls you and it's not on a house day like what are you going to do then so really understand the difference of what of the reality of what you're going to be experiencing versus what you see you're not going to be sleeping on site you're not going to be in that you know you might be in the house next door I've seen homeowners do that they've literally rented the house next door so they can be on site every day and they felt that that was necessary you know when that's not necessary is when you have brought forward your decisions you've made all of your decisions up front you've got a lot of stuff drawn so you're not actually telling a builder what you want it to look like on site you're not making those decisions on site on the fly and you've got the right team around you who are managing you through that decision making so that it's not all getting left to the last minute 
Okay, so this episode's been a bit longer, but that budget thing, and there's, like I said, there is so much more that I can talk to you about, and I'm going to be talking more about trades and how to how trades generally work on projects, how different that is to the real life experience, how um, how time and the, the expense of time can be different in a real life experience versus a reality TV or an online experience. There's more to come in that conversation, but please please, if I can leave you with anything, it's that get that budget readjustment, the real life experience of building and renovating and what it costs, get that readjustment happening as early as possible in your project. Try not to fall for the person who is telling you what you want to hear. If you have had seven people tell you that you're not dedicating enough money to what you want and you find the one person who tells you that, yep, they can figure it out for you, chances are you're going to meet disappointment a fair way down the track, okay? I see this happen for homeowners time and time again. They forget all of the conversations that they've had, the ways that they've changed their mind as they've gone through those conversations, taken on bits and pieces of advice. And then they find the person who tells them what they want to hear. And they feel like all of those old conversations apply to this one conversation. And they forget that there were twists and changes and pivots and all this kind of stuff. It can can become like this big kind of melting pot of a lot of information. So really getting that budget conversation happening upfront and early and being honest with yourself when you hear the advice that might be disappointing at first, just uh, but can actually enable you to course correct really quickly, pivot and move in the right direction. And it's not going to be like reality TV. It's not going to be like what you see online. You just don't know what that money is being spent on in those projects, what they're getting for free or what they're getting heavily discounted and what those budgets are actually including compared to your project. Okay, so I hope that that's been helpful. And I'm really grateful for the feedback that you're sending in about this season. Um, you know, this is, as I said very early on, this is this is information that is nerve-wracking to talk about because it can feel a bit dream-killing. It can feel a bit rude and harsh. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, creating a beautiful new home or renovation is a dream come true. It's, an, it's an, a beautiful and incredible opportunity that we have. My feeling always is that I don't want you to waste any time. I don't want you to waste any time falling in love with an unrealizable dream, an unrealistic dream. I want you to fall in love with the dream that is actually doable. And for me, what I'm always telling homeowners is this isn't about killing your dream. This is about creating a new dream together, an achievable dream that will still deliver a beautiful lifestyle, a beautiful home and may just look a little bit different to what you were initially planning, but will actually set you up for a life that is relaxing and that is comfortable and is a home that is great and functional because you've not stretched yourself and, you know, stressed yourself out completely in the process of delivering it. Okay. And you've been realistic and, uh, and had the right kind of support and information and knowledge along the way. Now, before I go, I'm going to do more podcast reviews. So this one's actually a really recent one. So thank you so much to those of you who are leaving reviews. Uh, I really encourage you. I get lots of emails from people saying, I love the podcast. I tune in every Tuesday. And my response always is, if you haven't left a review, could you please do so? Because it's the way that you can tell people that this information is useful, that they should listen to it, and that we can get more information to the people that need it. You know, it takes a lot to create this uh, free podcast every week. And you leaving reviews tells me that it's it's information that's useful for you and, uh, and, and it gets it into the hands of more people, uh, which is also fantastic as well. So 
Uh, this one is from Buzzard Wasp and it says, so grateful. I have listened to the first three series and will keep making my way through the podcasts and resources. I have learned an incredible amount in a short amount of time and the anxiety I've been feeling about building a new home is slowly being replaced with excitement and empowerment. And I just got goosebumps because for me, that's what this is all about. I want you to be excited and empowered about your new home. That doesn't mean that you won't experience nerves and stress along the way, but you, you as the homeowner, you hold the key to unlocking what is possible for your future family home. And I want you to be in the best position possible to be who you need to be to make that happen. Thank you so much for joining me and for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye. Bye.